Another week, another pile-on podcast with Dan and Brent. Minus Brent, enter Stuart. Oh, it's a rotation. Hello, Stuart Weber. Hello. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to have you along. Uh, OTAs continue. We'll talk about the Jaguars in just a second. We'll maybe touch on the NBA Finals, a little college baseball. Lots of things going on. I thought there's supposed to be a downtime. When's Operation Shutdown, Stuart? I mean, I was off for like a week. You were? Last week, so. What was your highlight of your time off, young Stuart Weber? Well, that's a good question. Seeing my cousin get married in the Caymans was Went pretty down cool. down to the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Did you do any nude sunbathing or anything like that? No, Nothing unfortunately, crazy? subtropical storm Alberto <laughs> oh, no. uh, kind of dampened the, the trip a little bit. Okay, I'm sorry for that. Yeah, it's okay. It was still beautiful there. Beautiful time, everybody. Uh, I drove on the wrong side of the road, the left side of the road, I should say, for mm-hmm. the first time ever. Okay. Uh, almost killed me and the girlfriend like two times, just twice. Just twice. Because you're not a good driver on the right side of the road, honestly. Oh. Yeah, I mean, if you ask her, she'd tell you that. Yeah, Yeah, we would agree. Me and her agree on one thing, at least, then. I get there. Actually, two things. Uh, You're driving and your dog. We both... You don't, don't like the dog either. No, yeah. no. We're not fans of the dog. Got to be honest. Well, you don't like him because he's a bulldog, and that's the hated school's mascot. That's part of it, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Preconceived bias, I guess, sure. is the best way to put it. So anyway, uh, enough about you. Um, anything else you want to share about your family, though? Yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly. My okay. my sister's recovering from her uh, liver transplant. Oh, congratulations. That's uh, a big deal. Yeah, and she's she, too way too young to be having a transplant, but she had an illness, so they actually got someone to donate part of their liver. Living donor liver Which you transplant. were going to be, but you didn't match up apparently, right? Yeah, my... Uh, the liver's kind of weird. The arteries branched in a weird way that would make the surgery not work for me. I mean, this uh, is this is a co- crazy kooky podcast right it, now. Yeah. We're, we're but getting, anyway, I'm glad she's doing well. Absolutely. Yes. She got moved to the uh, transplant floor today, so Good. progressing. And I know she's a new mom, too, so many yep. blessings to her and your family. Absolutely. Um, all right, uh, Jaguars. Oh, good gracious, was it hot today. Ooh, lordy. Uh, Hottest OTA I've been to. I know, I know. Me, too, by the way. Uh, we're veterans of the OTA game. We've played it now for a long time, and uh, we were out there. And I think the, the, the one thing that I've taken away, the overwhelming theme of this football team is the talent that is out there, even without Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Fournette, who's – Decided well. If Jalen doesn't be doesn't have to be here, maybe I don't have to be here either. But in the I, it doesn't matter to me personally. Some people think everybody should be there. However you view it is fine. But there are a lot of stars, a lot of very good football players on this particular football team. Well, it's cool too because we're we're all thinking about what these guys can do. You know, all the positive things that can right, happen right. this year. It's so different from years past where. You know, is the turnaround going to happen? Is this going to make a difference? But then we saw it last year where this hard work they put in this time of the year in training camp uh, certainly paid off once the season came around. So now you have those high expectations going into this upcoming year, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's more fun to watch well, them. And take, like, uh, I always like to look at the offensive line, for example. Offensive line was really good last year. I mean, understand a couple things about last year's offensive line that we complained about at times. They led the league in rushing the football, which is pretty good. And they were very high in a fewest sacks allowed. Blake Bortles only got sacked 20-some-odd times. One year, I think he got sacked 70 times, maybe? It was an incredible, incredibly high number. Anyway, my point is, the offensive line was really good last year, but it wasn't great. But to make it great, they added Andrew Norwell. Um, and he's a he's a likable character. He's an interesting guy, but he's he's got a seriousness about him. You know, he's he's there to get this help get this team to the Super Bowl. It's, that's a feeling I get. We spent some time with him because he sat with us at the J Fun uh, dinner and then we we talked to him a little bit as well during the weeks of the OTAs. And he is he's he's a serious sort of takes football, you know, it's his job. It's not 
playtime, I guess. Well, and he's a guy that you know didn't come in with a lot of fanfare, didn't come in as a high draft pick. He he earned his way, you know, to that big contract, mm-hmm. and I think that has a lot to do with with his attitude towards you know, I'm here to work, I'm here to to do my job, and. You generally don't get too many outspoken characters on the offensive line as it is. Those are those guys are usually the in the trenches guys. The right. guys, you know, it's the defensive linemen that are usually the better sound bites mm-hmm. uh, for us in our business. Uh, but no, it was, it was good to chat with him a little bit on what's today, Monday mm-hmm. on Monday. Monday. As we don't date it when we do the podcast. Well, you just did, but that's okay. Yeah, minor detail. Cat's out of the bag. Sure, this is a Monday. It's hot. Um, but I, you know, speaking of good sound bites. Marcel Darius, who isn't a starter for this Jaguars football team, but he's a heck of a football player, and that's what we talk about when there's a lot of good football players. We had a chance to catch up with him. Brent talked to him um, about expectations and what's going on and being out on the field in that hot, hot weather, and uh, here's some of what Marcel Darius, our Jaguars defensive tackle, had to say. Well, how's uh, you've done this so many times. I know this time of year is a little... You can't read too much into it, but you like what you're seeing out there from this football team? <sighs> Just really getting an understanding of what's going on. Still finding, looking for that chemistry. Every year something's different. And so Marone, he has he has his mindset on he wanting us to really focus on what we're doing, gel with each other, know we fit, play off each other, just have that good chemistry and community, communication with each other. So still battling with it and still trying to figure it out, understanding these guys, man. Was it different at all? I mean, you got, you spent a lot of time in the NFL, but you never had a season like that. All the success where you're, people are talking about you guys, say, wow, hey, you guys were this close. Or- when we was in the room, we had a similar season, similar um, situation in Buffalo. Um, it was the best defense, sack, sack leaders, tackles, interceptions. But Maroon, that's just playing for Maroon. I know that's how he likes it, and I wasn't I wasn't expecting anything less than that. Um, guys going to work their butts off. and play hard for him and he gives us that freedom um so I don't look at it as no different from the last time I was with him no nonsense just give me hard work and we're gonna do what we gotta do what about inside the locker room uh do you you sense a hungry football team that knows it's pretty good oh yeah everybody's like I would say it's just it feels good to see everybody busting their ass everybody's busting their ass trying their best to be better than they were last year. And guys that are just a part of the team, they don't want to mess it up the same way I came in. Just, hey, do the best I can. Follow suit. Be ready. Be ready when your number's gone. You're in really good shape in this offseason. What did you do? Why did you do it? I just feel I'm I'm in a good state of mind right now. I'm in a good place. Haven't been there in a minute. I'm there now. I, I like when you say that. Why is that, though? I mean, just you, you just like it here? Do you think this is a good fit for you, some of that? Uh, where you living, uh, off-the-field stuff? What is it? Marone knows me. Um, and he knows I just like to – I like to clear my head. I like to, I like to relax. I play better when I'm relaxed. Don't, I just – stress just aggravates me. And it just feels like sometimes I went through stuff where people – I feel like people were trying to stress me and just – Things were just what, like, why does it have to be this way? And it was like that for a while for me. And so now I'm just, hey, I'm in a good spot. And Marone, he knows he just let me just do you, play hard. And that's, that's, that's all it is, man. It's my job. Calais Campbell told me something a couple weeks ago. He said, You said to him, You haven't seen me play yet. 
What did you mean by that? Um, there's a lot. They, there's a lot these guys don't know. A lot, guys, a lot, a lot they have to see. Um, but I'm only, I'm only limited to what I can do right now, which is at, which everyone is because we can't. We only can do so much. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a completely different person when I get the toys on, and then there's no talking. We all out here. We have fans out here. We have family out here, and we are here trying to get better. And it's a different side. It's a different side of me. And a lot of people do know. A lot of people can see it. But at the same time, I just can't wait to really open things up. Show when I have my toolbox. Yeah, along those lines, we saw some of you. Or we thought we saw some flashes, whether it was a New England game or some other yeah, parts was, of it. That was cute. It was cute. You know, it was just. <laughs> but what was, was that? That was all right. Are we going to expect a different? I mean, are you ready for this huge year? Uh, the way you're thinking. I mean, what? Oh, we'll what? See. What should we expect? We'll see. We'll see. There's more in there, though, huh? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Does that make you excited about the season? I'm excited about every season, and this this season in particular, I just feel good because I'm. I, I don't. I'm not stressed. I just. I just go bust ass, man. I just. I just go do what I do, and hey, they love me for it, and I get to do it and relax with it. I, I haven't. <laughs> I'm excited for this year, man. Uh, we are too. Can let me ask you one question about one other guy on the other side of the ball, no Blake. When you came in here halfway through the year, mm -hmm. maybe your impressions from the outside compared to what you saw and now what you see out of this Blake who looks like he's comfortable as a 50-year guy in the NFL, confident as a 50-year guy in the NFL. Do you see any of that? I mean, of course. I've always felt like Blake was com comfortable, but as a quarterback, they never really let – outside people don't ever let you relax. Mm -hmm. But inside the building, we all know, we all understand. And – same way I, I feel, I'm relaxed and how I feel. I know that's why he looks the way he is, because that's how it is here in Jacksonville. The coaching staff, the organization, you do your job and do what we ask of you. We're not asking you want nothing more, nothing less. And he goes out and do his thing. What they can say they want about him. We, we won one game from the Super Bowl last year, and he got us there. And it's just, and nobody, nobody's perfect, but shoot, we love him here. I liked him. Hey, when we played against him in Buffalo, I always thought he was a good quarterback. So I'm not surprised. So anyway, that's Marcel Darius, who is looking to have a big year because, you know, he wants to keep that money rolling. You know, everybody has their own. In the NFL, everybody is their own CEO of themselves, basically. And it's a year-to-year -year league. So if you perform well, you stay up in that upper bracket of finance. If you don't. Especially when you have a contract that big. Yeah. It definitely becomes a year-to-year -year league when you're making the kind of money that Marcel Darius is. And obviously, it wasn't the Jags who gave him that contract, but they're the ones who inherited it when right. they made the trade. So in essence, the Jags are about halfway through. I've never quite understood this about the NFL, but it is what it is. They, they have all these practices and all this workout. It starts in March, April. And they're in there, and they're getting stronger, getting bigger, getting faster. And then all of a sudden, they stop for six weeks. If you stop, totally stop, then you fall back out of shape. I mean, now, they're highly tuned athletes, so they can get back in shape fairly quickly. And it is a year-round league. But it's still a little weird to me that at the end of the middle of June, they're gone till basically the end of July. They get a good six weeks off. How much of it do you think is this time of the year geared towards the mental side of it and maybe picking up that playbook for some of these guys. I don't know how much of the playbook they're really going into. Though. Yeah, I don't think you, so. I you think would that, think that maybe they, yeah. would, they would gear these practices more that way. Yeah. 
There's a lot of teaching going on out there. I knew. Sure. No, I watched the offensive line and, and Flaherty, their their own line coach, and he was all over the young guys today. He does a good job and obviously helped mold them into a better unit last year. So, um, anyway, I'm excited about the Jags. I'm looking forward to football season, but I'm okay with you know it being a couple months away. Yeah, we, you okay with that? Yeah. No. Yeah. Need, need more uh, more trips, more breaks. Yeah. I got a couple trips still. Do you? Yeah. Atlanta yeah. this week. Yeah, uh, New Orleans in a couple weeks. Good for bachelor party. Yep. Ooh, in New Orleans, that's decadent. Is Brock Meyer going to be there? I very well may run may into run Brock into Jimmy. Meyer. Yeah, if you do, don't tell him I said hi. That's right. Um, so listen, uh, uh, college baseball also ongoing. I had the opportunity to go down and see a couple of the Gator games uh, this weekend. Jay, you put on reporting by you out there. Thank by you the very way. much, Jay. You put up a valiant fight. You would have played it, too, if I had sent you something back. Absolutely. Of course I, I would have played it. Yeah. You're kind of hinting that, too, in a way. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Like, go ahead and send that on in. I'll I'll throw that right up there. Uh, uh, Jay, you put up a value fight. It's a very good game. Fun game to watch. 3-2 Gators win. Um, at the time of this taping of the podcast, we are in a weather pattern uh, in Gainesville. And, and whenever you listen to this podcast, they will also be in a weather delay because that's Gainesville weather in the summer I don't. Time. I don't understand really why, and I do in a way. No, I don't. I don't understand. ESPN and NCAA, you guys are dumb. You're not, And you're not being fair to the kids. Um, you could have played. Listen, I know FAU had a long day yesterday, but they're coming out of the loser's bracket. Part of the advantage of winning your two games is you're supposed to have a little advantage if Florida and Florida Atlantic don't play today, it pushes the pitching back another day, and it gives them a chance. Think about some of the, and I heard this, uh, that I heard Sully was none too pleased because there was poor communication last night, and so the JU kids, the FAU kids were warmed up, ready to go, and they didn't start for another 35 minutes. Uh, Sully wanted to play last night, and I'll tell you why. It's an advantage because FAU just played a long day. And number two, his starting pitcher is going to be a first-round draft pick on Monday night. Yeah. Where do you think his mind is going to be? What if he doesn't pitch till tonight? Fajardo had to go through it last year. Yeah. But where do you think their minds are? I mean, so it just adds to everything, and it, it takes away a little bit of the advantage. Look, Florida should beat Florida Atlantic. They should. Should. But at least college one, baseball. At least one out of two. Hey, it's college baseball. Sure. Anything can happen. Yeah. Anything yeah. can happen. So Well, and, and then you also think about the next step to this is should the Gators advance by beating FAU, mm-hmm. you've got Auburn already waiting for them yeah. with potential number one pick Casey Mize ready to start, right. mentally ready. He'll be and the number one pick. And revenge factor because Singer beat him and Auburn earlier this year 3-1. to one. Fortunately, Singer's already pitched. Yeah. Got his game yeah. you know, out of the way. I assume Singer will pitch. Singer also a first-round pick. He'll go higher than Kowar. He'll be about the – he probably will go to the Reds with five – White Sox or Reds is what I'm hearing. And then Jonathan India may go to the Mets at number six. So um, that we'll, make you happy as the Mets slash Gators? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have if – I, if I get Jonathan India, I could have India to Alonzo. Yeah. Uh, for a long, a lot of years, and I'd be okay with that. And then where in the lineup would Tebow be with those two? Tebow will hit fifth. Fifth, okay, yeah. behind those two. Did 27 home runs. Yeah. They'll all say, oh, we knew that. We could tell. We could always tell. Yeah. Sure you could. Uh, yeah, that, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, so college baseball, a couple things. Um, Gators are doing well. Georgia has to play Duke one more time. Um Stetson is a dark horse. They have North Carolina in the regional, Stuart. 
If they get by North Carolina, I suggest to you that Stetson could be that Coastal Carolina team that maybe wins. Wasn't it Coastal Carolina that won it a couple years ago? Clears, yeah. Yeah. I would suggest to you watch out for Stetson. Watch out for Stetson. I think they're good enough that they can make a run in the College World Series if they get there. they got a very talented North Carolina team, though, that they're going to have to beat to get there. So that remains to be seen. Really, the biggest topic is the team that's out, and that's FSU. Mike Martin did the what I think is – I, I love Mike Martin. He's a very nice man. And it's always been good to me personally, but almost reprehensible by taking a kid who's thrown 109 pitches, sitting out two and a half hours, and putting him back in the game. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I, I couldn't believe he did that. And, of course, the kid ended up giving up a walk-off home run. As soon as he walked the first person. That's when you got a bolt. He should have been yanked. Yeah. First he should have been yanked. First sign of it. It's 133 pitches. Uh, Doesn't matter how bad the bullpen is behind you. You, you got to put in a fresh guy at that point. You have to look out for the, the well-being of the pitcher in this day and age more than any other. And I, I just, I don't know. And, he, and, and they all sat there, oh, it was the right call. And I didn't, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Not in this day and age. You don't do that. And they did. Which, by the way, a little off topic, but yes. uh, you talk about protecting the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Florida High School Athletic Association passing new legislation yeah. today, Monday, that uh, <laughs> that's going to get me again. Um, they're changing the playoff format for future playoffs in high school baseball. It's not every state of Florida. It's not every step though. It's just is it the regional finals only or what is it? Do well, it's you know? gonna, so essentially, the current way it was was you'd play one game a week, right? For the first three rounds, if you're the bigger schools, right. two rounds if you're the smaller schools. Okay. Now they're gonna put those tighter together, so it'd be like so you have a, to use another pitcher. Correct. A oh, Tuesday, okay. Friday, or a Tuesday, Friday, Monday, or something like that to where. You have to use more than one pitcher, right? Uh, which certainly helps some teams get all the way to this championship. Well, game. Bowles has ridden the, the Barco kid for three years. Absolutely, and, and he is eleven and zero in his well, twelve yeah. and zero now in his all time playoff career. Yeah, uh, but they weren't able to get it done. Very yeah. close to a three peat for Bowles. Another caveat that comes with that rule change for high school baseball: the first week of the preseason, right? You now can have a pitching session, pitching uh, program to get those arms ready to try and limit uh, arm injuries. Oh, that's good. Yeah, That's a good thing. So I like that. They're well, thinking good. forward on that. The one wow. thing that – The FHS – are you telling me that the FHSAA, and I think that's correct, just yeah. did something that, that we agree approve, with? That we're approving of? Holy I know. We, we, uh, we go back and forth with them a little bit. I will say, though, the one thing that surprises me – They don't like me, us. They don't like us. The last couple places I've worked, Georgia, Alabama, and Texas, all do best two out of three series every round of the playoffs. Every round? Every round. Wow. So it's a little different in the past places. I know. I was talking to uh, uh, our good friend Jonathan Murphy, uh, Daniel's younger brother and his assistant coach at Providence um, High School, and he says every year he writes them and says it should be two out of three, at least in the regional finals. At least once you get to regional because finals. Because it, it gives a t- it gives you a better feel for who the best team is. Sure. As opposed to – because he said, look, I guarantee Bulls will be in the state championship. I guarantee it. And he was right. Uh, because of because of one kid, and this this change not obviously, to take anything away from Bowles sure, either, by correct. the way, but yeah, just make this game point. this change obviously brings that down a little bit, you know, to where you don't have to worry about one ace kind of dominating, but at the same time, you you know, say you're that second round game, mm-hmm. and some other team has one good pitcher, and there you go. Well, you speaking go. of baseball, you had an interesting uh, character you talked to recently. Who was that? Yeah, that was uh, Jacob Wallace. Jake Wallace. He's a he's a Outfielder for the Chattanooga Lookouts. Sure, let's go with that. No, he's a college student. Okay. Um, and interning with Amtrak. And okay. so for the summer, he said, let's put together a program where I take a train all across the country to go to baseball games. 
He's a smart intern for Amtrak. Smart intern. Uh, <laughs> but I had a chance to catch up with him uh, at Bragan Field because, of course, the Jumbo Shrimp okay. has to be a stop on any cross-country tour. And, uh, and got his thoughts on what his summer was going to entail. Here with Jacob Wallace, who is on, well, let's just say the adventure of a lifetime, going from city to city by train to catch as many ball games as he can and talk about transit, the great American pastime, and a whole lot more. Jacob, what went into this journey and putting this all together? It is so much planning, let me tell you. I'm hitting 19 different baseball games over the course of my trip. Uh, it's a little over a month long as well. Um, and so yeah, I've been talking to so many different people, community leaders, um, different people in departments of transportation across the country to try and uh, get to know how people are getting the games and how people are using rail transportation around the country. I know personally I've been to a Cubs game by taking the train to get out to Wrigley. A lot of the bigger cities maybe utilize transit a lot more when you're talking about getting to a game. Part of your journey includes going to maybe some of these smaller cities where you don't necessarily think about taking a train to the game, but maybe getting to a place you haven't been before, that's that's the best way to kind of do it is to, to take the train to that city. That's absolutely true. And then on top of that, I mean, like having an Amtrak station kind of uh, towards the city center, some of these smaller cities, like Wenatchee, Washington, for instance, I'm heading towards the end. Like the tiny city, they've got a team called the Apple Sox there that I'm going to be visiting. Um, but having a, an Amtrak station sort of close to the stadium kind of gets you close to the action. And we're really trying to promote the idea that you can take Amtrak from city to city and get pretty darn close to be able to enjoy a baseball game. What is it about baseball that goes that well with, you know, taking a train to the game? You think about baseball, there's so many games over the course of the season, the convenience of it kind of makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, convenience is a good word for it because at the same time, you don't want to drive and get kind of like stressed out on the way to the game because obviously traffic, especially for these major league games, you know, traffic can get bad. So avoiding the traffic and just kind of enjoying the experience of getting there as well as the game itself is really what we're all about. We talk about enjoying the experience. You're going to do a lot of enjoying the experience. I mean, you're the one who gets to go to all these these cool new stadiums, see different things, talk to people, and, and really experience a summer trip that probably a lot of your friends are kind of jealous of right now, aren't they? That is so true. A lot of friends are jealous. And I'm just incredibly grateful to be able to go on this journey, for sure. What are you most looking forward to? Uh, it's a tough call. I mean, I know I'm going to be hitting Wrigley Field when I'm in Chicago. and. I mean, it's hard to beat that. I mean, there are a few stadiums in the country that are as famous and important as that one. So it's for sure going to be a highlight. I'll say with the baseball, you're going to get to see some pretty crazy mascots along the way. Do you think Jumbo Shrimp can be topped? Uh, it's going to be hard to beat. It's a pretty good one. I've been hearing about some of the, uh, the origin stories behind it, and it's, uh, it's pretty interesting for sure. Of course, you have the Savannah Bananas coming up as well, and really minor league baseball is full of them, but I personally don't think you're going to beat the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp as well. Bragan Field, uh, what are your impressions so far as you've seen a couple parks now and you're getting a chance to kind of see the double-A home for the Jumbo Shrimp? Yeah, I mean, I was really impressed as we drove up here. I didn't realize it was going to be such a big stadium. It's real nice. There's a lot of different amenities here. I'm, I'm really enjoying my time here so far. And tell the folks where they can follow along. Yeah, absolutely. So we got Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that's at Real Passengers. And then I'm running a blog where I'm posting every day as well, and that is summerbyrail.com. That's Jacob Wallace. You can follow along with the journey of a lifetime this summer as he takes the train to all your favorite ballparks. Like I said, a smart intern, and that's a brilliant idea, and good for him for figuring that one out, and you know, good for Amtrak for signing off on it. Hey, before we get out of here, 
Um, Reminds NBA- me of the soccer tour from last summer. Yes. A guy named Steve. Steve. Went all across the entire country in his van mm-hmm. to different soccer games. Stopped in Jacksonville. Stayed at my house for a couple days. No, he didn't. He did, yeah. Steve stayed at your house. He did, yeah. Some guy named Steve. Sure did. <laughs> he was the former PR guy for the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Did you know him? Yeah. Oh, you knew him before previous? Yeah. Okay. But he went to, like, random people's places all across the Folks, area. if you're traveling through Jacksonville, give Stuart Weber a call. Maybe he'll not, stay not at his house. Now. Not anymore now. Oh, no. all, the, all the rooms are taken up. My oh. House, yeah. Dog and such. Dog and cat. Cat. The new cat, yeah. Cat. How's the cat doing? I mean, half the time it's awesome, but the other half the time it's Satan. <laughs> Which I think sums up any cat, right? I'm not a cat person. I get very, uh, you know, I'm battling right now. What am I battling? Pharyngitis. Pharyngitis. And it's made up. It sounds made up, but that's what my wife told me I had. And it's her fault, and she knows why. Yeah. I'm not going to get into the details. We're not going to air out the But there's some things going on, on in the podcast. house right now that involve construction. And it's, I guess we are going to air out It's the left group. everything very dusty and, and, and such. But anyway. You sound, you sound terrific. <clears throat> thank you. Yeah. Before we get out of here, uh, is there any chance for Cleveland to beat Golden State? Because I don't think so. I think that ship has sailed. I think they'll beat them in a game. So 4-1. to one, Yeah. Much like last year. I hate Golden State. I can't stand them. I don't like them. They're, I don't like anybody on the team. I don't like the coach. I don't like anything to do with them. I'm really curious to see how Cleveland versus Golden State goes next year. Well, we'll see what LeBron, <laughs> LeBron does. Stays, yes, yeah, that depends. All right, well, that was good stuff, and we had some special guests on. And for appearing on the, spe- uh, on the uh, uh, what is it, Pylon podcast. We're with, on like 50 of these, by the way. With Dan you, and Stewart, our now. guests will receive a brand-new Bull of a Quartz watch courtesy of Bulova. Uh Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they'll get a Barco lounger, actually, a new chair. No, also Hunter Barco. They get nothing. Okay. They get nothing, but we appreciate them Thanks, anyway. Marcel and Jacob. All right, and that's not Marcel Robinson, who I apparently sat in last week on the podcast. Did he? That's what I've heard. Okay. Anyway, we're done. Uh, have a great week, and we will talk to you again uh, next Monday. Uh, peace out. <laughs>